This week on Dr. Drew After Dark. That penis will work. It does its own thing. You don't get in its way. It does. The penis will work. <laughs> Let me take an email. Speaking of superpowers, that is an uncanny superpower I have. I, I can tell in the voice and in the laugh. If women can achieve multiple orgasms. Yes. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I'm going to have to men? have my wife call you just to see. <laughs> and it is a common thing. It is a common thing and worthy. Can, are they of, dishwasher safe? Not that I'm uh, putting my dildo in with my some of them silverware. Are, but. Welcome to Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey everybody, welcome to Dr. After Dark. Phone number 818-253-1693 for those voice messages and the emails at drdrafterdark at gmail.com. One and only Josh Wolf in here in the house today, who, hey, uh, whom I have not seen literally since we did After Lately, which was a show that you guys all wrote, followed the Chelsea Lace Lately, and yeah. I, I think we were on the, the panel together at, at Lately. Must have been, yeah. I mean, I don't know how many you did, but I think I had to do over 200 of those. I did about 30, probably, yeah. and so we would have crossed over one way or another. Did you start early, early on in the show, I was too? there, like, the first week. Because Peter Johansson came in, your showrunner, and right. went, hey, I think we have something going here. And I went, all right, let's thank you for inviting me. And I think those early shows, so the later shows ended up being just three comics or three entertaining people. Yeah. And the early shows were expert. Comic. Um, comic. And then uh, what they called a celebrity. Yeah. yeah. So when I, I, like we had Debbie Gibson or Tiffany, or yeah. the people that we could get back then. Steve-O. <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> Me. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I'd move to either seat. <laughs> right. But, but so like, and uh -huh. then it just warped into, I mean, morphed into what it ended up being. Yeah, and I, I remember, am I remembering this right? You, Sarah, and Heather at the table a few good times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and those yeah, are the yeah. ones I liked, like with you guys shitting on each other, essentially. That, those ended up being the best yeah. episodes where the topics went out the window yeah. and three people who knew each other really well yeah. just went in on each other. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah. And then you guys wrote After Lately, which was a excellent show. It just never, it never caught an audience, but it should have. I think it was the wrong network, actually. And <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Maybe, I just don't think yeah, E yeah. was the was the right Yeah, that's true. And, and I was on the one, I, I, it was like an intervention. Was it on you or was it on? No. Remember they did an intervention on yeah, somebody? Yeah. And we were in this group and intervening, and, and it turned out Heather had an ambient problem, and she was yeah. more worried about her problem. And it was all sort of improvised, right? We'd, we'd get a loose script and then go, go. It, you know, that that style, I think, is so smart to do with funny people who know each other. Yeah, yeah. Because you kind of keep them, that's what I think Curb Your Enthusiasm does. I agree. Right? And so they have funny people who know each other, and you kind of be like, here's what the beginning of the scene needs to be, here's what the end of the scene needs to be, get there, but be funny. Now, speaking of get there and people that know each other and be funny, family tussle. Tell me about oh, that. I have to tell you. So, How old's your son? He's 25. Oh. And, you know, my career recently has taken such an uptick. And at my age, mm. is I feel so grateful. Yeah, yeah. And so much, so much of it is because of now tour, I tour with my youngest son, and my oldest son comes out sometimes, my wife comes out. And just Family Tussle is a show that he, my youngest son and I are very competitive people. Mm. 
So we challenge each other to doing things, mm -hmm. whatever, and then the loser has to do something embarrassing. Give me an example of the something you have to do, an example of the embarrassing. Okay. Well, we like the t like the, we we boxed. Okay. So we did three rounds, uh, which wasn't great against for me. each other. Yep. Yeah. Age I, age is not just a number. Can it I tell just, you? It just isn't. I mean, you can do a lot at a certain age, but it's still at a certain age. Do you know what I learned real quick? Mm. And I'm sure you've run into this. An in shape fifty year old. Yeah is still not as in shape as an out of shape 25 year old. 100%. Even maybe you could perform better on like certain lifting tasks or something. Yes. But in terms of endurance and fluid and metabolism and stuff, they just they just keep going. They keep going. Drew, there was a point in time when we boxed <laughs> where I could still see his punches coming. <laughs> you couldn't hold your hands. Up. My and my <laughs> and my head was like here it comes, here it comes. Yeah, yeah. Here it comes and my face was like, "Man, eh, <laughs> What are you going to do? <laughs> Listen, I, I was in the desert in this thing called Special Forces. I watched. It was insane. And you notice Scaramucci, Piazza, me all had some sort of failure. Like our body just failed us. Right. And mine was the heat. And I and I even looking back on it, if I'd made it, if I'd been it's not so fucking stupid and properly managed my fluids and things, uh, I would have failed before those two. Just it just your body just gives out. Yeah. And you're looking at Hannah Brown and all these people that were kept going. Like they're just young. They're young and they're in and they're in shape and off they go. But the mirror fools you because I'm sure you wake up yes. in the you wake up in the morning, you yes. look in the mirror, you're like, I look fucking good. <laughs> but yeah, I look holy shit. I'm Dr. Drew. I look no, I'm, fucking I, I, great. I constantly put the former age in the yeah, dude, against it. I, I, I'm I'm a physician. I know what this shit means. I know and worse, the worst of all, I know where it's going. Yeah. <laughs> That's the really hard yeah. part. I know where we are in 10 years so it's like well i'll do the best i can with this i i i, I the mirror fools me every morning mm. because I, i'm comparing myself to just me yesterday yeah yep. like i look what <laughs> i look great. and remember you do look like you've been really working at it yeah, since, I since do. i last saw you yeah. but but 53 yeah do you know what i mean so yeah. there's a limit the mirror will lie to you the box jumps won't do you know yeah. what I mean? Because well, I know exactly what you mean. Not only that, I would give anything for 53 again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it, yeah. it, it starts to change again in the yeah. next decade. Trust me. Uh, so so he and I, but we did things like pole dancing. We did... Uh, this, this is the task, this is not task, the punishment. Right? No, the we punishment. did pole dancing. We did, uh, like a, uh, we did like a fashion show. We did a lot of different things. The punishments varied widely depending on who was dishing them out. So he liked to dish out more painful... Like I, he he made me get my asshole waxed. I was gonna say waxing would be like a, a typical number one. I have a uh, younger dude go to. That's yeah. right. Yep. Um, he made me get a tattoo of his huh? choosing. <laughs> what is it? So his name is Jacob, right? And his the tattoo I have on my back says Jacob is my biological dad. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's an actual. I have a tattoo on my back. Oh shit. When I came home, my wife was like, "Do you have a new tattoo?" I go, "Oh, I'll, let's talk about it tomorrow." She was like, "No, I don't know what that says right now." Now I, at my age, the physical pain stuff, and he's my son, so that doesn't interest me that yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. But the mental anguish. And, and I'm sure as you get older, you get a little more diabolical. Yeah. yeah. So I, I put him out on Ventura Boulevard on a Saturday in Studio City. You know that little block there between Laurel Canyon and Whitsitt. It's packed. Yes. Right? Saturday afternoon, sunny day, I put him out on a table. And in front of the table, there was a sign that said, ask me for tips about living with herpes. <laughs> Drew, it was my, my favorite half an hour <laughs> because there was one older dude who clearly had herpes oh. who was like, well, you got it. I got it. You know what I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, well, we don't need to do all these dancing around stuff anymore. 
So he was asking some really funny questions. I, I made him go into CVS in Hollywood. There's a CVS like near Man's Chinese, which is packed. And I, he had to walk up to the oldest person behind the counter. It's like an orange in Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. Yes. And he, he walked in and he said, where can I, where do you keep your extra small condoms? <laughs> and so I had my earpiece, you know, he, he had the earpiece. Oh my God. So I made him ask things like, and she, he was, she, this woman, she was 65. She was like oh. really lost. Oh. She was like, what about this one? He was like, no, this is too big. He said, do you have anything that would fit like an infant? <laughs> he said, I made him say bigger than a triple A, but smaller than a double A battery. <laughs> And so, so these, uh, and then she goes, I don't know, I'm a 65 year old old woman. And so she she started to panic, but these are the things we do to each other. Did you reveal to her that it was a joke at any point? Oh yeah. Yeah. And so, but at the heart of this show is the fact that we love each other. Of course. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So, so like, so that's what I wanted to make sure. together. Yes. And And you get it on YouTube. And we're laughing. It's on my YouTube channel. The second, so second season comes out, I don't know when this comes out, but the second season comes out in the middle of April. Mm. And so there's a bunch of new challenges and a bunch of new punishments. And so it's really been- Just look up Family Tussle on YouTube. on YouTube or go to my YouTube channel. But it's been my favorite thing that I've done. T-U-S-S-L-E. I got a lot more I want to talk to you about. Let's get a couple calls in here for first. This is Rachel. Interesting call. This is the kind of stuff we talk about here. Rachel, what's going on? Hello. Hey there. So I re- hello. I recently got off of birth control uh-huh. after nine years, mm-hmm. and almost immediately I started having more frequent and easier orgasms during mm-hmm. sex. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing nothing different, so I'm curious if after or during those nine years, birth control made it really hard for me to come. How old were you when you started the pill? I was 19. Yeah. So hear this all the time. Constant. Really? Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. And doctors do not uh, wow. warn. They don't warn women that the, the these high-potency progesterones that's in most of the hormonal contraceptives now shut you down, dry your vagina, create depression. Talk about birth control. And, and, uh, yeah. And even if it's, <laughs> even if it's, even if it's just libido or, orga- or orgasm function, yeah. it, it's, it's a shift. It's a change. Now, what I've been hearing about a lot lately, because for some reason people seem to be going off these things or, or getting word that you could feel better off, um, I'm wondering if there's a little rebound. Because what you're describing, Rachel, is so common that there might be even a little rebound effect also. So interesting. Let me know in a couple months if it's still going on. That, that'll be just that it was suppressed and that's it. And you're a little older now. You're a little more tuned into your body. And so things are the way they should be, but not being suppressed by the by the hormonal contraceptive. Yeah. So when you get off the birth control, it's like a rush of hormones that come back. It, it possibly. I, I think I'm, if I had to pick a bet, I would bet that it's just suppressing. Because those progesterones suppress everything, and, and no one talks to women about it. It just drives me crazy. Even the marina, you know, the, the IUDs and stuff, they have enough progesterone to do it also. It's crazy. I, by the way, when you said IUD, I was like, explosives? <laughs> IED. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, you definitely shouldn't put those in here. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Wow. And so, so there you go, Rachel. So congratulations. And you're one of the lucky ones that can have orgasm with intercourse, which is not super common. Yeah. What? Some women. Thank you. Thank you. I, I know, Josh. Every woman has an orgasm when you have sex with them, but but it, the fact is, most women need some sort of direct stimulus, clitoral stimulation, so yeah. like oral sex, something like that, afterwards you, or you, before. You know what's crazy is I think at, 
if I'm glad I didn't know that as a young man, because I already, you, you know, I think guys' egos and sex are way more fragile oh, than women. And I don't think women understand how much their experience is tied into our experience. Oh, my yeah. Lord. Yeah. So much. <laughs> yeah. But if I had known that, like, I don't really have a shot of making you come <laughs> going into it, I would have really panicked every single time. Oh, really? Well, there's things you could do. It's just not with your penis. But yeah, not the Rachel. Yeah, but who wants and, to do that? And I'm gonna. <laughs> and I have a. I have a thing I pick up on. I, Rachel can do it more than once, right, Rachel? Yes. Correct. Yeah. She's sort of multi-orgasmic. How did you, I, I did you just, do that? Yeah. I, I, I just know. I just can tell. Uh, were you? Were you? And is that only come back since coming off the progesterone, or was it a little bit that way even on the on the pill? Um, on the pill, it was a little bit, but I would never be able to go over two. Yeah. And it would normally, the second one would always be a little harder. Yeah. But now I can do three back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Do they, when you do three, do they grow in intensity or do they get smaller in intensity? If anything, they grow, but I've never had them get smaller. What a superpower that is! It is a superpower, and and it and <laughs> and so women like Rachel, it's so easy for them. And I'm not, I don't, I, this is not disparaging Rachel. I'm just describing what I've heard from other women who have uh -huh. this this ability. They'll always go, "Well, the other women just haven't figured it out yet. It's so easy. They just need to figure it out." It's like, no, <laughs> there's no figuring it out. That's just a women come in different flavors yeah. across a continuum, and Rachel is one flavor. And more commonly, they need some sort of direct. Direct kind of stimulation. You know how different. So I, I, I've always said that. Also, the other pressure on men, I think, is that sexually women are they vary so much more widely than us. So, so men, I've always I've said this for decades. Men are like a hamster on a wheel. Just put us on the wheel. That's just, right. The wheel turns. And women are like the flight deck of a seven forty seven. Yeah. And each plane is different and yeah. operates differently. Dude. It's a totally different flight manual. <laughs> some women are fuck me slow, and some women are like punch me in the face, and you're like I don't know what's happening right now. How am I supposed to? Because if you pick the wrong punch me in the face you're going to jail you're going you know, to jail that's right. right but then that's somebody's like you're a pussy why didn't you punch me i'm like i don't know how this is working anymore yeah. and there's the worst of all is punch me and then go to jail yeah. <laughs> told you to punch me yeah. and then th yeah. think better of it yeah. oh my so rachel thank you for calling on this because it is wow. it is an important point for women and i just don't think doctors make enough of it when they put women on these pills and it affects a lot of areas did you have any mood stuff too and vaginal dryness and all that business um, yeah, I would say so. I mean, yeah. I was on it for so long that I yeah. think it just became normal. Yeah. So yeah, now yeah, I'm asking yeah. all these questions. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all the pill. The good. The other thing that you should know, and you're not in this category, it's a guy named Goldstein. I forget the name of his organization out in Washington D.C. He's been doing a lot of studies on the the estrogen and progesterone receptors that, that women have, and some women have a receptor that uh, you on my the Dr. Drew podcast. I talked to him a couple of times. That Stephen Goldstein. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Stephen Stephen R. Goldstein, and I talked to him a couple of times. Um, but in any event, uh, he has some evidence that about ten or maybe even twenty percent of women never regain their sexual functioning Ooh. from these pills. So it is a it's a significant oh, wow. issue that How come uh, doctors aren't discussing that. They either don't know it, uh, or I, we tr when it comes to hormones and child brain stuff, my profession has a tendency to treat women like incubators. It just it, the stuff they do to them on behalf of fertility and things yeah. just it makes them it makes them sick, and they, no one goes hey by the way we're gonna really we're gonna screw with you it's gonna you know you're gonna right. not feel good no it's just yeah we got to do this to get the baby yeah That's bananas yeah all right Rachel anything else 
Nope, that's all. Thank you. All right, you got it. Thank you for calling us. Yeah, it, it is. Speaking of superpowers, that is an uncanny superpower I have. I, I can tell in the voice and in the laugh. I just can tell right away. If women can achieve multiple orgasms. Yes. Isn't that weird? Can yeah, I'm going to have to have my wife call you just to see <laughs> if, if I'm just not tapping into... You'll have to make her laugh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, this is interesting. I don't even know if I make her laugh anymore. I think from now on I do something stupid, she's just like, <sighs> You know when you've been married past a certain... Oh, yes. There's no more laugh. It's just like, what are you stupid <laughs> fuck? Like there's... Well, that's uh, every woman that's married to a man. Uh, Will, what's going on? <laughs> Hey, Dr. Drew. Hey, Josh. Hey, man. Hey, I was wondering, after a couple after a couple of days of no showering, mm. uh, my belly button smells like shit. Like hey, good times. Good times. Well, uh, what what's the matter, Nadav? You're shaking your head. Oh, Andy doesn't he like this He says after a couple I mean, of days of not showering that his belly button's... Just shower every day, I dude. Mean, yeah. <laughs> we discovered the You're problem. Not, yeah, by the way, hey, it's probably... Think I, Aren't you guys millennials? Millennials ain't got, shower, ain't got time to shower. What the hell? By Come the on. way, probably you not have... just your belly button that smells like shit. It's probably more of a full body. Could be. Could yeah. Be. yeah. Uh, but but let's talk hey, about the I belly. Wear, I wear deodorant. Okay, not on your about... asshole. You don't. <laughs> and and and, yeah, P, true, and P.S. True. Homie, you, you, maybe someone needs to tell you deodorant don't work, my nigga. That's not enough. You need to <laughs> take shower. A shower. You have to shower. You got time, time, my boy. Yeah. You got time to make this call. You got time to shower. Andy's very. Hey, I showered this morning. I showered this morning. There you go. That's and, my man. And your belly button doesn't smell, right? Do you wash check. your belly button every shower? I, I do not, although I get soap nearby, I'm sure. But but here's the deal. With with people that have a certain degree of depth in their belly button, debris gets in there, bacteria Did gets you say in debris? there. Debris? Mm-hmm. Bacteria gets in there, and then it kind of seals off. So the bacteria start to grow, and they, they're growing in an environment of no oxygen. And so anaerobic bacteria, the, the, the bacteria that don't use oxygen for growth, stink. So this is an anaerobic bacterial overgrowth. And they do wash out with, you know, with fluids and stuff, with uh, soap and water and that kind of thing. But my friend, you prob- the, the reality is you probably should use like a Q-tip or something regularly when you shower and just really get the soap in there because this can actually, in a certain percentage of cases turn into an abscess it, it actually starts to erode into your belly and cause an abscess it's kind of a miserable thing can i ask a question about your belly button it, how many knuckles sure. deep can you go in that belly button like is it a deep belly button is it, it like no it, no maybe like one just one knuckle in, okay. But it's it's whatever it is yeah, about I'm his, not yeah. right. Whatever it is, it, it, it's hurt. depth. Of course, is a feature, but it's not the only feature. Got and it. It's just it's something about the architecture and then the fact that the bacteria get in there and lack of shower. Can I ask stuff. one more question? How do you know your belly button smells? You can smell it from just standing shirtless, or you got to put your finger in there. A uh, little A, little B. So mostly B. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah, mostly B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're digging and sniffing. I okay. I get it. Yeah, dude, I'm not, not I mean, no judgment I by the way. Them, yeah, yeah. You found it. I gotta something? investigate. Yeah, I get it. And and again, no judgment, but I, I do worry about this going on to a, a cellulitis or an abscess, that kind of thing. And that's pretty nasty when that happens. So just, you know, clean it out real good, soap and water and uh you might need to use some antibacterials like Pfizer-Hex, something like that. Uh, but it's not an unusual thing. Not unusual. So good times, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, see what Alexis is up to here. 
I, I got a bunch of other stuff I want to talk to you uh, about. By the way, so I'm we'll so to... glad I came here. Of course. Today. Of course you are. <laughs> of course. It was worth waiting for all these years since we last talked. Are you kidding me? That last call, last two calls have been amazing. Uh, Alexis. Hey, Dr. Drew, how's it going? Good, man. What's up? Hey, man. Um, so just another uh, penis question to add on to all the ones you've already had. Of course. Sure. Of course. Um, so I've recently started hooking up with an ex of mine. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I know I, I can, like, I know I can get hard, but for some reason, when I go to her place, I get very anxious to the point where there is no, like, I don't get aroused. Right. I can't seem to, like, you know. Yeah, anxiety is the anti, anti-arousal. anti Anxiety makes the penis soft. It's, is that it, right? Not everybody, but it's right. easy. It, it kind of happens that All way. All types of anxiety? Well, do you know what I mean? Yes, like, there, there are some people. I, it, to be fair, men are all over the place with this. Like you, you think about methamphetamine. Methamphetamine generally shuts people down, except some guys really get, get right, going. Right. Four strokes. They're a four stroke guy, for instance. You know, some guys really get going. Same thing with anxiety. Anxiety can be part of arousal for some people, and for others, it's a shutdown. Mostly, it's a shutdown, particularly when it's about the person. So then, then what you have to figure out is, is my anxiety because whatever's going on between us, there's something wrong, we're conflicted, whatever. Or I'm so into this person mm-hmm. that I want her to be impressed and it makes me anxious. So which is it, Alexis? I think it's uh, the the second one because I heard your podcast, I think it was last week where you mentioned the same thing. Where yeah. You're actually able to be so into the person that you're afraid of like not yeah. being able to perform. Right. So So when it's that one, which is a really common one, Bring it into the room, as we say. Tell the partner that you know something I am really into. Because because women automatically blame themselves yeah. for anything with the male performance. And it rarely has anything to do with them. The guy's there because he wants to be there, period. Right. And, and that's, again, the hamster in the wheel. That's it. But yeah. if seeing, something's not working, if the most common thing by far is he's too excited. Can I ask it. you how the relationship ended before? Did you end it or did she end it? So... I ended it, and she's actually uh, the great white buffalo, and that's kind of what I think adds to it as well. Meaning she's something you really want? But she's a big white woman. She's kind of like the one I felt at the time I had to let go. And so now, like six years later, we're kind of like... six years. Yeah, so... Well, she agreed to no, like, no, yeah, no attachments, but... I mean, I'm the. I see. She's she's, she's thrown anyway. that into the mix too. So you bring it into the room. It's you, it's you got to keep talking about it. You got to say, look, I am really doing it because I'm so into you. This is making me. I really want to do this with you, but I'm anxious. And and oh, by the way, I understand no attachments, but that adds to the stakes here. And so you know. But so, you you don't have that problem with anybody right. else. No, that's that's why it's like I kind of do tell her because I I mean we talked about it kind of. And I do tell her, I'm like, this doesn't happen. Like, this normally doesn't happen. But, like, I do want to, you know, have sex, but it just it, it just doesn't. It's, doesn't it's frustrating. Hard. It's so it's so painful, right? It's, yeah. it's the one you really want. It's like the yeah, penis won't follow. It probably follow. doesn't help it, at all, right? The, the fact first that you're time it happened, pressure. I was bummed out the whole weekend. Like, yeah, I went I, out, had a fun weekend, but I, in reality, I did not, just as I was thinking about it. you got to talk to her about it. That, that's, your, that's your only hope. And, and I... You're, you got right. a, you, you've got a quality about, and, and again, I'm not saying this to be negative. I just want you to address it. 
there's a you have a feeling like right. you're not worth it or something. You are. You're worth it. Come on now. What stop about the it. little blue pill? Would that help him? Uh, yeah. Sometimes that is an option. Is the other thing, and, and Josh brings up a good point, which is sometimes taking a Viagra or a Cialis or something can get you over the hump, so to speak, uh, <laughs> where you can start to perform again and not be so anxious. And and that's a reasonable use of the medication. And not only that, six years later, you can be like, my dick doesn't get soft after six years. I bet you didn't know. I'm the new improved Alexis. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a good yeah, idea. Man, I mean, it is a good yeah, idea. I do not recommend anxiety medication, though. That that can make things worse. Xanax? Xanax or even no, the... the yeah, I think the Zoloft and things yeah. like that can make your penis work less well. I can't imagine yet yeah, going and being like, I really want to fuck this girl. Let me take a Xanax. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, listen, I, some I doctors... I use your discount really? on, on better health just because I, I, this bummed me out so bad, I was like, I need to know what this is. So I actually signed up for therapy because... Of well, yeah, listen, going to better health, what you should do there is focus more on why I don't feel worthy of this chick. You know what I mean? Because you're, you're, there's a certain right. feeling I get from you that you're, you're, you know, you're not quite up to this, but you are. You are. You're just you're, you're in your head. And she's she's much like right. you're with her because you really want to be with her. She's with you because she wants to be with you. Yeah. I, now I don't know why she threw in the no right. attachments and stuff. Probably because you hurt her feelings when you left. And so get, get it I in the, get sure. it in the room. Get it all into you know yeah. get it all out there. Okay. For sure. Yeah. All we'll right, do. my friend. That penis will work. It does its own thing when you don't get in its way. It does. So <laughs> it does. The penis will work. <laughs> Let me take an email. <laughs> Long-time listeners, I don't think you've had this subject yet. I have no idea where he's going, so we'll see what happens. Uh, 27-year-old female from Alabama just at, reaching out to ask about saving my sex toys or if they are doomed to the trash. Went to my OBGYN, thought I had an STI, uh, turned to be a bacterial vaginosis. I've gone through a full round of antibiotics. I'm clean now, but I don't want to have a, re a reacquired reacquiring reoccurring issue obviously if it was an sti i would need to get rid of my toys but with bv is it necessary to toss them or is it good cleaning okay this may beat me i'll coming up in may uh cleaning should be okay but you might need to use a really an antibacterial cleansing agent and maybe even soak the toys in that uh, look online for some you know whatever products are out there and um this actually is an important point and and sometimes it's not bacteria on but the the way the plastic is the bacteria can get deep in the sort of crevices there and yeah stuff. Uh, and it's not even sometimes the sex toys. Sometimes it's just the introduction of a foreign object that can trigger the bacterial vaginosis. So be sure to clean your perineum off and that sort of thing. Also, showers is a big today's show is about showers. Yeah. Just you know, it's a public service announcement from any shower. Uh, <laughs> and um, and it is a common thing. It is a common thing and worthy. Can, are of, they dishwasher safe? Not that I'm uh, putting my dildo in with my some of them silverware. Are. But. I, I, you can sort of consult, you know, the user manual, that kind of thing. I've, yeah. I've heard of people use them. I think the the I mean, these days they're also technologically, you know, crazy. Do you know what I, I thought of the other night, which I find funny about dildos, is that okay? We whenever we hear about a guy, you know, the having sex with like a sex doll, it's like a joke. Yes. This fucking loser with this yes. doll. Yes. And also the dolls look so weird. Yeah, yeah, but historically. But like we're totally okay. At least that's a full-shaped human. We're totally okay with women just having a dick. Yes, yes. Do you know what I mean? There's no judgment well, there, but a dude who's just got like Annie, you know <laughs> what I mean? But it shows you what the opposite sex's needs, values. Needs and values, yeah. The, but, but to be fair, men have a fleshlight. 
Yeah. Which is the same thing. True. And we're not quite as negative on the flashlight as we are on the doll. On the doll, yeah. And, and I think if the doll looks so desperate, I think if somebody, and here's here's the, even the flip it's side It's the open it. mouth part of the doll. It's, it's gross, just, yeah. That's the part. That gets Don't do that right. again. Yeah. And, and, and the... And the other, the other part is now they have these latex dolls that are beautiful and whatnot, yeah. but then that smacks of desperation. So we don't, as men, we don't like that in a guy either, right? Yeah, it's so funny. Like, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's just the judgment on those. And now I've never, I don't think I could, as somebody who values humor yeah. so much, uh. have sex with just like this. Latex. I, <laughs> I think I would laugh. I just don't know if I could do that. But like the judgment, but it does show like the woman just wants the, the, the dick. Yeah. And the guy just wants a woman who doesn't talk. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> He's like, I want every other part except for that vocal. The vocal part of it is the part that I'm. Send those comments <laughs> to Josh Wolf. What's your Twitter handle? <laughs> By the way, I, I don't, it's the one social media part. I don't. Smart. I'm, it's I'm, a cesspool. I just don't need Twitter. Oh, so I know. It's yeah, so, yeah. it's so. Awful. So you and I, it turns out, uh, were in the same town around the same time, which I had no idea. Yeah. You grew up in Amherst, Massachusetts. That's right. I went to college in Amherst, Massachusetts. And uh, we know, right? you were there right about that time. I mean, right? I lived there. When, you're, I, when you were 76 to 80, yeah. I was, I was I mean, I was in elementary school. But, but you were there. I was there, yeah. Yeah, and you remember all the landmarks I remember. A hundred percent. I will tell you something else. I feel so lucky looking back to have grown up in that town. It was a beautiful town. But but I but in that era, you probably now think of it more as it became in the eighties. But in the seventies, New England was blighted economically. Yeah. Everything. Oh, think about what that Main Street intersection, that, that was the totality of yeah. the businesses. Yeah. Right? There was a clothing store, there was a pharmacy, there was a pizza place. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was Judy's down the street eventually. And that was it. Yep. Now you go back there and it's like Main Street and Disneyland. It's like wild. But you know, I to grow up in that town, five colleges right there. Yeah. And such different colleges from yes. Smith to Amherst College to UMass, you're like Mount Holyoke. Mount Holyoke. And, and by the way, that's you know how much that's all changed now, right? Hampshire gone. Yeah. Gone. UMass <laughs> gone to the moon in terms yep. of size and yep. and and, and uh, academic standing. Uh, Smith has gone a certain direction. Yep. Yep. Holyoke uh, sort of isolated. I, my son went to Amherst and he never went, barely ever set foot on the women's colleges. Really? We went there constantly in the 70s. Well, and Smith is now, it has a, has a lot of lesbians, a lot of gay women at that school. I remember in high school, I didn't know, there was no gaydar Really, when I was in high school, I mean, we—I was in a generation with that—that that George Michael was straight. Yeah, we yeah. were like that dude fucks, you know. <laughs> and so, so like, I remember going to a Smith College party and being like, none of these women are very—they're interested in me at all. And then when I, my buddy told me on the way home, I was like, there, I had no spot for that. But what I did love about that area is it was a very open. Uh, it's. It's, and I don't know what it's like now, but it was very open-minded because it was had five colleges there. Oh, it was very progressive. So it was a very, very progressive, very, yeah. open thinking. Yeah. And when I mean that, when I, I don't mean it progressive in the way that people think today. I meant it, it's a very live and let live. Yes, accepting. Accepting, accepting like, and nobody... Yeah. Now it's probably a little more judgy. Yes. Yeah, but it was very but accepting. It wasn't then. that back then. Yeah, I and I'm so... And... Everything was on the table to discuss because you were talking about everybody who lived there was involved with the academia in some way. 
Yes, and and it was a very high level stuff. Do yeah, you, were yeah. your family involved with it, or my yeah. my uh, dad w- ended up being uh, working in the school systems in Hadley, mm. and my mom worked at UMass. And then Hadley's were Holyoke is. Yes. And Mount Holyoke. And, and so, you know who else is from there? What's the town, if you drive through Northampton, what's the town, next town? Longmeadow? Agawam? Greenfield? Green, Green, there's Greenfield. Greenfield. Yep. Um, you know who's from there and used to spend time in Amherst? Penn, from Penn and Teller. Is that right? And you know who went to Amherst College? Teller. That's how they met. They met in Western Mass? Yes. In, in, in your town, in, in Amherst. I did my first open mic at a place called the Iron Horse in Northampton. Mm. And the first joke I ever told, I was 15 years old. Wow. And the first joke I ever told, because my parents had to drive me to the show, and the first joke I ever told, my mom and dad were sitting in the front row. I said, hey, everybody, I'm Josh. I'm 15. I'm really nervous, uh, but I'm happy that my parents are here tonight. And it's going to be weird. It's the first fucking time I'll be able to fucking swear in front of my cock-sucking mom. <laughs> And my dad was like, ah, <laughs> and my mom was like, what did I just walk into? I got to sense how your family worked now. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you need to say. Well, I grew up with three older brothers. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but I grew up in a town. I don't know if the free bus system was there. So free public transportation yeah, in, so. in Amherst. Well, they had the five college bus going all right. the time, too. Yeah. So that was all yeah. over Amherst. So yeah. because there was free transportation, it was a small town. After like 12... It was just like open the door and walk yes. and bus. It was and very safe. Very, very safe. safe yeah. And so like the other part about living in that town is that it. I felt safe, but I felt freedom. I, mm. There was like the one thing that I really tried with my kids that because I grew, they grew up in Studio City, which mm. is California. Different. But I remember they were 12. My son was 12 and he was with his friend and they were like, hey, we want to go to the park. And I said, cool, hop on your bikes. Oh, yeah. Go over. And my the my son's friend was like, I need to call my mom. Mm. And the mom was like, yeah, I'm not okay with him going to the park by himself. And I was like, he's 12. Mm. And she was like, yeah, but this is... This is Los Angeles. Yeah. 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 I get I, it. I, I, but for me, I, I, I think one of the things that's missing in this generation is that sense of independence. Yes. Do you know what I Autonomy. mean? Autonomy, yeah. I that agree. we all definitely we, have. We were up their butts way too far. Do you think... Our fault that most of that is fear driven i don't are there more pills now or we just know more about them uh th- there good point uh there were plenty around in our era so many yeah and that i think there was kind of a pandemic of that stuff i then. agree but now there is so much uh on the street stuff right. violence and things yeah and cars that are people the traffic so condensed i think that's what people worry about in the fact that you you see it Whenever yeah, you open up social social media, yeah. all you're being fed is fear. It's true. So you're not you're like that. You live with that fear, so you don't want to send your kids out. And, and I think there was a weird sense. In, you're younger than I am, but in my generation, particularly, that our parents were sort of not involved. Yeah. Like they were sort of checked out a little bit. Yeah. And we're like, we're not going to do that. We're going to be involved, and we went overboard, of course. And, and when I look back, I don't know that it wasn't that they weren't involved. They, they were they were involved enough. Yes. <laughs> they were involved enough. Yeah, so, yeah. Just for whatever reason, we didn't perceive it that way. It's so yeah. funny. I, yeah. Like, I, honestly, yep. when I, when we went out of town, my wife and I went out of town, and I remember my parents leaving me alone at 16 at the house. I know. I, me too. I had a party at 16. Yeah, so did I. I was talking to Colin <laughs> that, that, they, that they blessed. Yeah. Uh, Colin, what's going on? Hey, Long live the rational revolution. Yes, sir. It's coming. It's starting. Rational revolution. What's up? It is. 
so I had a question about ear herpes. So mm-hmm. I have a friend who plowed a hooker in about three weeks after we didn't know this at the time, but I think he was having his initial outbreak. And because he's a child, um, he gave me a wet willy. And uh, I'm curious at how high of a risk would it be for actual ear herpes to occur? No, I'm a little confused. He did a he wet willy. Has, he has herpes in his mouth. Ah. He gave this dude a, a wet, wet willy. willy. He was having uh-uh. his initial outbreak. I understand. Uh, that's a, and, and on his mouth or on his penis? That's not how wet willies uh, work. No, I understand, but, but I'm okay, wondering yeah. where the outbreak was. Okay, yeah. By the uh, way, dude, if this dude, if he if he convinced you that a wet willy was his dick in your ear, he's a really well, he's a pretty convincing He's back dude. to you and your son in the double-A <laughs> yeah. batteries. <laughs> so, so, uh, so I'm, I'm guessing it was in his out, initial outbreak in his mouth, right? Yes, we had an outbreak in his mouth and his dick. We found out, you know, later on that's what was going on, right? Both. That's kind of unusual. It's unusual to have both. Huh. He must have gone down on her. But but even so, usually it just for whatever reason the immune system can kind of deal with it just happens in one place typically. Oh, really? Typically. Uh, and it's not well understood, but that's been my experience. Maybe not hooker herpes. Maybe Maybe not hooker herpes. Yeah, there you go. So you can get herpes on any skin surfaces. Now, it's more likely that it happens in the mucosal surfaces, right? So the penis is a, is a thinner skin, so and the testes are thin skin, a little bit thicker, but those are areas that it can easily get in. The mouth is an easy place, anus, easy place for it to get in. But it can get through any skin occasionally. So you can get a herpetic patch or you can get something called herpetic whitlow, which is in the fingertip. Um, and I've never seen it in the ear. And in fact, were I to see, but I'm not saying it's impossible, sorry. Uh, but were I to see an outbreak like that in the ear, I would assume it was shingles. I I would not call it herpes. I would assume it was shingles, uh, because you do get stuff in the ear from shingles. Can, can herpes, uh, bring on shingles? Or is it kind of in the same family? It's in the same family. They're they're both this certain kind of pox virus, but the chicken pox is more the shingles zone. So, okay. so there you go. So, well, and how long ago you. was That's super helpful? I how long, good. How long ago was the Wet Willie? Uh, it's gonna be about a, I think maybe two months from now. Oh, you're yeah. fine. You're fine. But dude, if you do get it, will you send a picture? Okay. I've always wanted to see that. <laughs> oh, you've always <laughs> thought about it. ear herpes. Always wanted to hear it. Oh my god, you're. So, so to that point about your your um, proclivities, yeah. Uh, I always want. I'm always. I'm bugging these guys all the time. Who? Where do we get these crazy fucking videos? Where do they come from? Yeah. Turns out you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Turns out Josh sends them in. I send a lot into Tom. Um, you know, it takes. There aren't very many people like there. I get the videos where I'm like, I can only send this to three people. <laughs> like those are the kind of videos that I like, and Tom is one of the three people that I can send. Absolutely any video. And you'll know the first thing he'll do is laugh out loud. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really, there's something about, it's my favorite part of the internet is just the bizarreness. Like you've, we've really learned. If Tom were gay, he would marry you. They, dude, listen. There's, because that's the shit that comes out of Christina's mouth. I, I absolutely love just the bizarreness. You get to see our own, there's something see, for absolutely see, I, everybody. The reason I'm here is when I look at those videos, I get sad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you think it's funny. 
I, I get, I get, no. I feel sad for I think, humanity. You know, I think you used to feel sad. I yeah. used to feel, I got you, used, yes, yes. They have, they have completely, <laughs> completely numbed me to everything. It's true. But I still feel that twinge of like, oh, this poor guy. Like, yeah. like uh, Blind Bob, Blind Bob, I was fascinated with. He's a cool guy. The coolest. But I was just like, oh. Poor blind Bob. Yeah, feel, but I feel you know bad what? For humanity. When I, when I sit here, I just, I just. Uh. But, but blind Bob lived in obscurity before. He's dead now. Oh, <laughs> but, well, but, but he lives in infamy. Still, he lives now. in infamy. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the more we think about him, the more he will live on. I suppose that's how that works. That's that's one of the Chinese sayings, yeah, right? He's going to outlive all of us. Yeah, yeah. possibly so. I I just think like you know. It gives people also, for whatever reason, and I'm not sure why they feel like I'm going to put this on the internet. That's the part that I find mysterious, yeah. frankly. That, that that there's no no part of them that goes uh. Or and sometimes I know they're sort of thinking it's a person to person communication right. or something like, and that they trust that is odd to me. <laughs> yes, yeah, so well, crazy. The, show me. We're going to look at somebody that we can't show. We could show on the live show. Can we do that real quick? Right. So a little setup for people yes. is that Drew, I, and I think we've showed this to you before, but maybe not. because uh, You've talked about it before, and then I saw it on the live so show. So this is one of the all-stars of the internet. Yes. His name yeah. is Pierce Paris. This is how we discovered him. Yes. Well, uh, you discovered him from Josh. I remember uh, sending this to to Tom, but he might have had it was, already. This was from years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This, was, this was like before we even started live shows. Um, so there was this cool video of him. Oh, this is like here it is. There it is. Can I tell you? It's, oh, yeah. it's yes, oddly so he's satisfying. His nuts out for people that are just listening and also cannot see the video. It's it's Pierce Paris popping into frame, and it, it literally looks nuts. like the nuts take the form of a stool. Like it looks like he's shitting, except the nuts appear. Yeah, see that you and I see that differently. I oh. see soft serve ice cream. Um, well, there is, you know, two girls, one cop. Yeah. And, and that's sort of the same vibe. I agree with you. But and this, but that, also. Your, your brain, you've got a nice little adjustment in your brain. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. A, there, there's, there's hope for you, Josh. There's hope. But I'm also like my, I'm like, how does it, how? Well, didn't I, we, we, I talked to him. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we asked him how he did it. Yeah. And uh, believe it or not, there's a lot of prep work. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> that goes prepper that goes with the this. anus or the balls or both. Both. Uh, so you got to lube up the balls. You got to lube yeah, up sure. the anus, and yeah. then uh, I believe he also puts a plug in there to widen it up. To oh, make sure, room. sure. Um, but I mean, and, yeah, and it, but the, he's there. so he's hairless. He's like a dolphin. Yeah, I'm sure he works on that. That he's what? That he's, he's hairless. Like he's a dolphin? so hairless. Oh, well, that, he, that must help too. He's, right? a, he's a male adult performer. Oh, got yeah. it. Yeah. That's yeah. his day job. Yeah. <laughs> this is just fun stuff. This is no, but honestly, Pierce Paris is incredible. Like every time we do a live show, he does he does a a sexual stunt for us that opens the show. He sends us pitch decks with all sorts of different stunts, and like this, I, I this was I literally our introduction. Has him. anything beat this? <laughs> Uh, I mean, they're all very top tier stunts. Like it's top tier. Like, yes, yeah, it, it's, it's honestly like Jackass meets sex. Yeah, it's, he's a real pro. I'm. I'm. By the way, I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm a fan. I yeah. think I am too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't need to see him with other men, but I need to see his weird stuff. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And not only that, I'm not going to lie to you. This to call this. Look, I. I don't see too many videos where I'm like, I might, I might, I'm going to see if I can Give do it. Give me a try. Yeah. So I don't have the uh, length. Me neither. Yeah. yeah. And that's that somebody called about or that. What if you're like in a hot room for a while? No, I don't. I can't. I can't. That, that is a genetic thing. That's a gift, as we say. The older you get, do your balls stay at the same place or do they? If you have already a certain amount of hang, they will go more towards the ground. 
Great. Just look at the old man walking around the gym. Very Don't cool. you see it? Oh, my yeah. God. Those yeah. guys. Yeah. No shame. Yeah. Why? And why are you going to post up next to me at my locker in like the Captain Morgan's pose? Why do they do that? They put their foot on the fucking bench every time. What are we doing? And I, and why are you drying your nuts with the hairdryer supplied at the gym? Oh, that's a good move. I've Have not you seen, not no, seen I've that? I've not seen that. No. Oh, my. But it makes that totally consistent with just, the behavior. Yeah. Just blow drying yeah. your nuts yeah. with well, the hairdryer. You don't want any of that uh, belly button stuff, <laughs> the, the, the dry anaerobic bacteria in there. You just dry them out. I can't believe And by the way, that is one of the things I should tell the belly button guy dry is important. Because the wet and the no bacteria and no oxygen, that's how they grow. I still can't get over to use the word debris. Debris, yeah. Debris is, feels so much bigger to me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Debris can be dirt and old skin yeah. and bacteria and all. It's just, just stuff from the world. I actually had another question. Oh, do um, tell. Just talking about these old guys drying their nuts with the air dryer. Yeah, yeah. So I saw uh, uh, something online that said... Uh, dry like using those air dryers in the bathroom are actually like more uh uh bacteria yes this was all so this the, this is all covid era conversation right because are you i mean i saw this recently yeah no, are you talking no, about the hand dryer yes it's become more of a yeast infection on your nuts from these air dryers uh oof. the the thing about the hair dryer that i've been reading about is the the fact that the it causes us an aerosol spray mm -hmm. and then that travels all over the room potentially so whatever is on your hands getting to everybody else pretty easily and of course it's after you wash your hands so it's not that big a deal but it it does cause an aerosol for sure i i if if patients have recurrent fungus or yeast in that area I was I actually tell them to use a hair dryer to, to dry it off. Really? Why? I because dry, bone dry, the, the fungus and the yeast don't like that. Got it, got it, got so, it. So so you you any moisture it'll get going again. Well, bone dry, but like if you're going to the air dryer wet and then it's throwing bacteria. That's throwing stuff all nuts. over the place. Yeah, yeah. All over the floor, all over everybody else, all over your towels and stuff. Yes, yes, uh, yes. So more again, I, I don't tell people to use a hair dryer at the gym. Right. I don't imagine they would do that. It doesn't even occur they to me. Do, so because yeah, I know, I old dudes it. don't give a shit. Don't give a shame. Hey, let me look at a, just because we discussed this earlier, a horrible or hilarious. So Josh can get a sense of what that's all about. He said they're all going to be hilarious. So let's let's see what he thinks. This feels like it's right up my alley. It, it is. You're like Tom, so it'll be right yeah, there. We'll yeah, we'll put you to the test. I'm, I mean... Oh, oh, no. Oh, okay. okay. Hilarious. <laughs> Can I tell you my favorite part already? You don't bounce off the concrete very easily. <laughs> That's actually he, he fucking it, it is funny, but it's what worries me because watch his head. Watch his head. Watch his head. Oh. oh. He fucking bounced. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> That human being bounced. Oh, oh, oh the leg, too. boy, that, that leg that, lag. Yeah, he that face right there. Yeah, the the cheek, the the zygoma got busted oh. up. That, that's the the head and neck stuff is what bothers me. When people hit some mat. Can, can I can I ask a question? Look, man. The good news is he seemed alert going into the pool. Like he was not unconscious going into the pool. Yes. He 
look, I, and no judgment, but that is not the body type I think that should be climbing on that tiny I'm little... I'm not sure anybody should do that. Maybe I, I, like a nimble gymnast looking. Yes, yes. This dude... My friend Nastia Lucan can do that. Yes, she this, can go up there. He looks like the penguin. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I this is not the dude... But pretty be... nimble. Look at that flight. That flight pattern on the way down. Not, not mm. so bad. I mean, <laughs> yeah. but the bouncing was... Oh. <laughs> so now we know who Josh is. Uh, there's this thing about horrible, hilarious. It establishes people as who they are. You know what I'm saying? Josh, Josh, and Tom were actually separated at birth. Will you I, send I, I me that, that video? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to send that to my brothers. Oh, they're gonna love that. Yeah. Ooh, I wasn't boy. sure this was gonna go this way. Let's try another one. Yeah, this is great. Maybe we ought to show him a, a, a standard, you know, where that is really ho ho not so hilarious. You know I got, a, yeah, I got another. Uh, yeah. I you know got where I draw the line? Where people dying? I, I, nope, I'm not, not there. Hold that thought. <laughs> <laughs> not there. Blood is not my thought. Uh, not blood. Okay, if they, but they, they die bloodlessly. You're fine. No, Head I don't want to see anybody die. Right. Here's a bloodless death Let's for you coming in three, oh, God, two, it's gonna bother me. It's gonna really... Oh yeah, see this. He's doing Bull great. On, on the rail. Bam. Bam. Out. Oh, did he hit his head on the rail? Yeah. Oh, again on the rail. Ugh. Yeah. So Eddie's laughing hysterically at this. Would you say this is brain damage, spine damage, both? Uh, I, 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 you know... We got to get the MRI out and the X-ray machine. There's a lot of stuff going on there, I'm sure. I mean, you list off all the possible injuries you see. Oh, he could have broken just. Every, I mean, it's just he he may he may have a neck and in, in, in you know he could have broken everything. Broken neck, broken lumbar spine, broken arms, legs. These are caught in there. It seems like, and yeah, God knows what's going on in his head and face. Like, oh, for Christ's see, sake. See, for me. Extreme injury like that. Not so funny. Yeah. All right. Josh yeah. is back in my world. This is good. You know what I mean? Like, but then Eddie has announced himself. We we now know who Eddie is. <laughs> I, I do have a lot of jokes going through my head, but but like that doesn't stop. But all right, let's get it. Let's get an in betweener. Let's get another one. Got because one I'm really not hoping that I I don't want to laugh at somebody's. Also, it, it went on a little. It's a little torturous. Yes, a little too long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So right. you got to give him just a, yeah, a here, whack. Here's an in betweener oh. for you guys. Oh God. Thank you for watching. Uh -oh. Thank you for being part of the Houston community. And culture. I'm already gonna like this. Um, oh no. Whatever happens, I hope happens you... to that guy. <clears throat> it got so quiet in here. <gasps> How <did> I... <laughs> Wait a second. Where's the other dude? He's down. But I like the guy with the Fubu no, he's shirt. Not down. He got out of the way, I think. Got out of the way. The other, I think the other I guy's like. Yeah, he got oh, out yeah, of the way. I mean, he got pinched a little bit, I like the way the guy on the left just like. Dude, that guy no. Like he he's stayed. making a, He's checking his phone. <laughs> it's like. How did he stay so calm? I don't he's know. To record. How do you stay so calm? Is it his. Oh my god. Oh, here he is. Good. I think what they were the just protesting that dude's hairstyle. Dude. Is it? It's the, and at least that guy's shocked. That's good. I, I, yeah, uh, I mean, that's hilarious. Yeah, I think that's funny. I, I'm blown away by how calm that one guy was. Yeah, like, he, like, like, 
didn't affect him at all. Right, like not his first uh, yeah. car <laughs> crashing into a Starbucks podcast. Yeah, Is he at Starbucks? yeah that's <laughs> the craziest part. Like he looked back, like not again. Yeah, here we are in Houston. Do we have <laughs> that's the way it goes here. We have another car. Yeah, that is striking to me. Yeah, because I like I've always been. You know, I did a um, a show on Discovery for a couple of years mm. uh, during Shark Week, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm, I asked a guy, I'm like, so if a shark attacks, you know, great white, what's your move? He goes, you got to swim right at it. Huh. And I was like, who has that kind of reaction? Yeah, the, the balls to do Who's that. Who's got that? And he, then what? Well, here's the theory. Oh, they lose sight of them? No. The theory is that nothing in the ocean swims at the shark. Oh. So uh. the shark, it buys you a little bit of time. Uh. And so that is what they will all tell you. You got to swim right at it. And no, not hitting on the nose and all the that stuff. Hitting in the nose also because yeah. it's super sensitive. Yeah. But like that type of reaction time that yeah. where you just like, uh, yeah, I I jazz hand when that stuff happens. Yeah. Like I'm I'm a straight up panicker. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. And I'm I yeah, know no, that about it, myself now. It, it would not have been good. No. I, I would I would have humiliated myself <laughs> for no, sure. No. Uh, let's talk to Chris, who's been out for quite some time here. I gotta get to him. Sorry, Chris. Welcome. Hey, how you doing, Drew? How you doing? Good. I'm all right. What's happening? So, um, basically, I've had, uh, ever since I was in high school, I'm 28 years old now, um, I noticed uh, increasing difficulty to urinate, mm -hmm. to produce yellow. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was in high school, I had the camera up the old... Wazoo, urethra, they found nothing, but the problem just got worse and worse over time. And now to the point where now I, I could sit there for an hour and it just dribbles out. Um, and with that, it's just getting worse and worse. And with that dribble, do you have like an intense sense of bladder fullness and, a, and an urgency to go? Yes. Wow. That yes. sounds horrible. So it's like uh, when my. Uh, it's almost like uh, I, I I can even sit down to pee when I don't even feel the need to pee, and I'll just dribble out. But uh, when I do, yeah, and it, it's worse when my bladder is full. So yeah, so I mean, I've I've woken up after a night of drinking and almost like was about to call nine one one because I couldn't empty it, yeah. and it was so full and it was pain. I understand. Um, so did, yeah. did, and you've seen a urologist, right? Obviously, they did a cystoscopy. Have you tried any medication? Uh, no, I have not. Um, I had a urologist appointment uh, a few months ago, and we talked about maybe trying uh, flow, 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 flow max, max or flow, something. Flow I don't max know. or even old-fashioned hytrin, something like that, would loosen those muscles up. Yeah, you should definitely be doing that. I mean, there's medicines designed for this. And they're harmless. You're not on any medications regularly, are you? Uh, no. Um, no, but uh, I do have history of prostate cancer in my family. Don't worry about that. That's not. Um, that has nothing to do with this. Nothing. This has to do with okay. your your bladder neck and how it relaxes when you have time to pee. Now, you, you know there may be a psychosomatic overlay to this because you're so panicked about prostate cancer. Uh, but that's not have doesn't have anything to do prostate cancer. You get no symptoms, no symptoms whatsoever. It just shows up on a blood okay. test, and the doctor can kind of feel it sometimes. 
Uh, I mean, if you're having symptoms, it's because it's gone all over your body, and that's way down the line. So in terms of dealing with yeah. this, yeah, there is excellent. There's a whole, there are three different classes of medicine that can help you with this. And uh, they, you should be seeing some, okay. I, it sounds like you should see just a general doctor to help you. Kind of, any doctor could help you through this. You don't need a urologist. The urologist is to make sure there's nothing serious going on. You've done that. Now go to a regular doctor, kind of put you, you know, sort of pace you through the various medication to get this resolved. Okay. Okay. All right, okay, my friend. Thank you're, you. you're gonna be fine, Chris. Is that rare for somebody that young? Yes. This kind of bla- this kind of I that's why I think there might be a psychological overlay yeah. to it, but it doesn't matter. It it's whatever caused it, he's got it. He's got this spasming of the bladder neck and why is it something that happens to older guys as opposed to younger guys? Mostly because uh the first of all, the, the bladder stretched, the muscular sort of tone down there is different. Yeah. And then your prostate's a lot bigger. So it's just got to get through something that's, uh, and this is all fluid dynamics. You know, it's tougher. So if you had a swollen prostate, harder to pee. Yep. And what if what if that dude just had an extra large, born extra large prostate? I've never. I don't know what there is. I mean, there's you know things can happen, but there's really no such thing as that. Oh really? Yeah. And he's had a urologist see him already. And right. They, and they, if it had been something like that, they would have given him prostate shrinking shrinking medication or a rotorooter through the prostate. Yeah, dude, you keep yeah, doing buddy. this. Yeah, buddy. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. So. So um, we enticed you early when you sat down. Uh, Nadav was uh, putting up the videos we're going to look at here. And the first thing he put up was big dick problems. And Josh was like, well, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm very interested in that because I I do believe like, you know, when you're a younger guy, you're like, you just want the biggest dick. But a, a really extra large dick seems like a burden. Well, not only is it a burden. Back in the days when you were doing Loveline, you know, for yeah, oh yeah, thirty yeah. years, I do. Um, when we would get way more calls about too big than too little, too, too big was a deal breaker for a lot of women. Like it just hurts. You just yeah. can't deal with it, and you can't whittle it down. At least too small, you can kind of find other things to do if, if it's not that important to you. Yeah, some women it is important. Some women they just need that kind of stimulation with something bigger. But even those can be exceeded if it's too much. Yeah, dude. You you know you. I've watched a porn or two in my life. What? And I will tell you, on more than one occasion, I've thought to myself, that has got to hurt. Like, there's no way that. And why is do they comfortable. always team up that guy with a the five foot two, you know why. 90 pound <laughs> <Yeah>. woman? <laughs> I think you know the answer to that. I really kind of don't. <laughs> it just it makes it more ridiculous to me. It's like <laughs> it really is like it, you, it really looks crazy. And so I. Big dick problems. It seems like it's more of a it's problem. More of a well, problem. let's see what our our video is about. Maybe it'll straighten us out, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a big wee wee? Well, let's talk about it. And little wee wee gang, I need y'all to listen up because it should make y'all feel a little bit better. <laughs> Just because you got a big dick, it is not all good out here in these streets. Number one downside to having a big dick: as soon as you drop your drawers, some women gonna think they about to have some of the most amazing sex. Not knowing that they about to get eight inches for about three minutes. <laughs> Another downside to having a big dick is that you can't really do all the positions that you want to do because uh, you just get in too deep. Uh, so you got to kind of let the other person dictate what you're doing. Yeah. And that ain't no fun because you can't do what feels natural to you. Yep. And uh, for example, some women would be like, I love doggy style. It's my favorite position. Yeah. I just take hurt. a deep breath and be like, not anymore. <laughs> and then other women, they'll just nope out. They'll literally take one look at your shit and just be like, 
No. <laughs> By the way, I will tell you, a bunch of guys who watch that, all a bu- like very insecure dudes, all yeah. of them, it just felt like a real big dick flex. Yeah. yeah Do you yeah, know what no. I mean? Oh, it hurts too. Is it, that what it hurts them? Yeah. And this guy is not talking shit. He no. is. He is. This is from experience. This is actually true. I, I need more of this guy. I, this, there's, this guy is... I, he's speaking. For, I don't know what he's up to yeah, or where, what his sort of vibe is, but he's he does his homework. But, I mean, what? eight inches for three minutes—that is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, but but like, do are some women like? I imagine just what it looks like is part of the like the size is part of the allure. Yes, part some of women the, like that. One of the things I, I was reading some literature years ago, and it was saying that women like. Men like looking at a lot of different things. Yeah. Women like looking at large phallus. Their their gaze goes there. Yeah. They they will they're interested in that. And for some women it's very appealing. And, and, and but as he says, when they get into it, it's maybe not what you think it's gonna be. Yeah. See you small dick dudes. <laughs> right out in the sunset. You know what I'm saying? Tell, tell me, do you know anything about that guy? I Joe? mean, I have another video from him if you'd like to see oh, sure. yeah. I just kind of love this guy. To people. I, I love that he's got to get a woman with the out of town game. <laughs> this one right here is pretty fucking good. I have used this one before, so it is what it is. Basically, all it requires you to do is when you're on a date with a woman or when you meet a woman on a dating site, you go ahead and let her know. You ain't from here. You're just a visitor. You'll be here for another week or two. This is psychologically registered in her brain that the sexual advances are going to be spared up. And you won't look like a creep for doing this shit either. Um... Also, if you cheating on your woman or something, this is also a good one to use because this gives you an outing to get a hotel room. You say you're out of town, you're visiting your parents, and right now you're living at your parents' house. You really don't want to bring nobody back to your parents' house, so it gives you a reason to get a hotel room. Boom. He is so thoughtful. Yeah. People that flake on you. If she texts you back an hour later at 9 o'clock saying she overslept or some shit like that, just say fine. You know, it's too bad we couldn't have that much fun before I left town. You never know what you might get out of that. I got a couple. First of all, if someone texts you at 9 p.m. and says I overslept, yeah, I don't know over what you overslept till 9 (laughs) p.m. Took a nap. It seems like a crazy. But also, I love the position of his microphone. Yes. And what and the camera, the stuff on the ceiling, the stuff like, on the ceiling. <laughs> like, I love the kind of trippy, it yeah. does, all of it well, together. Here's the, you're invited too, but I know what I want to do. I want to do a live show and I want to do it with that guy. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Yeah. So okay. if you guys can help me pull that off, but there's a lot I of do things. a live show with that guy. I don't care where I got to go. I want to do that. There's a lot so. of things that, that I pick, you pick up on in that where he said that way, if you're living at your parents' house, <laughs> I mean, this dude is. I now he's thinking of everything. Is he at his parents' house? Uh, he's been at his parents' yeah. house. I don't know if he still is, but he, or certainly his friends have been. He's 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 yeah, got I experience. Like this dude. Yeah, I, I, I like I dig him. this. Guy. He's got a name. Do we know his name? Um, let me see. I'm gonna look for this guy. Big Dick Darren. His name is Life and Scars. Life and Scars. See, he speaks from experience. He really does. Yeah, I I, I, I like that dude because you can tell he's speaking. Truth. That's right. A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 I like it's this. Truth. Dude. All right. So, uh, for you and I, uh, I think we're about wrapped here, my friends. Right, my Great friend. to see you. Thank you for uh, having it's me. It's been way too long. Yeah, it really like has. Said, let's get you back sooner, and uh, tell people where to go. Where do you want to go? Comedianjoshwolf.com uh, for all my tour dates, and I will say just. 
I'm I'm more grateful right now at this time of my career than I ever have ever been. I'm selling more tickets than I ever have, and I think it's because I've really I figured out what's important. And when you figure out what's important, and you stop worrying about the things that, you you know, I'm I, I've comparing myself to other people, all that stuff. You know, by the way, all that ended when I left Los Angeles. Mm. So all of that negative shit about yeah. worrying about what other people were doing yeah. is gone. And I've I've become a dude who's who who fi- has found that being of service to other people might be my favorite thing. That is anybody who finds fulfillment and is interested in leading a good life always comes there. Always it, goes there and it's not and it's not what people think it is. It's not Running a charity or yes. saving the world hunger. It's one person at a time being of service. That's how that's what humans need to do. I, I, I could not agree with you more. And yeah. since I've started that, the stuff that I used to focus on 100% of the time and yep. what I thought was important has have elevated to a spot that where they have never have before. Yeah. And the, then the gratitude is a, a, is a symptom of you doing better. A hundred percent. And so like, I feel so grateful to, to be doing all this stuff. So And so I'm on the road with my son right now. The show is... So good. ComedianJoshWolf.com, uh, Josh Wolf Comedy on all socials. But thank you so much for having me. It, a pleasure to see you, my friend. So glad you're here. And Appreciate we'll see you. everyone else next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the DrDrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.